my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Attention not-for-profit groups. Are you looking for a unique way to raise money? Stride Pro Wrestling fundraisers are always a hit. Since 2016, we've helped sports teams, schools, and civic groups raise thousands of dollars. Once COVID-19 restrictions are lifted, we'll be ready to rumble for you. Contact us to the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page to discuss the options. Everyone, welcome to episode 336 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast, and I am excited about this week's episode because I am joined by Dan Turnquist, who uh, you may remember from back in the day as Red Daniels of Stride Pro Wrestling fame, and Dan is uh, has become quite the. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how to, to describe it, Dan, but you have become quite a uh, an artist of sorts when it comes to the world of uh, custom figures and, and specifically custom belts for figures. And it, I want to know more about all of it that you're doing. But first of all, how are you doing? Uh, you know, I know you've been very busy and how are things going in your life in general? Uh, I've been great. Thanks for having me. I don't even know at this point what how many times I've been on, but it's always <laughs> yeah. good to be on. Uh, I've been, you know, really good. I'm, I'm getting ready for an engagement party tomorrow, actually, oh, wow. and then I'm getting married next year, and uh, just you know, living life. That's in awesome. A pandemic. Well, congratulations on the engagement, and I know things are going well for you professionally, but. I want to know more about because we've talked about figures before and we've we've had some beers together here on the on the podcast. Um, you know, I grew up obviously. Uh, I think we've always established this too. I you know I grew up in the seventies uh, and eighties, and in the eighties it was the LJN action figures and the Rimcos for uh, the AWA, um, and then obviously Hasbro's came around and and Galoob and. Uh, San Francisco toy makers, Jacks, and and now Mattel and and Jazzwares. When did you start your your figure collecting? Because I know you grew up in you know you're you're more of a '90s 2000s kind of kid. So I had a lot of I think that they're I don't know if they're Jacks or Jack specific. I can't remember. I had a lot of the, the rubbery ones, the small rubbery ones. Like there's like a Stone Cold with like Gene Camo shirt. I, I don't know if that's Jacks or not. I had a lot of those. Growing up, and I, I then I grew up in getting the like the classic superstar series, the ones that uh, they kind of look like the AEW packaging now. Okay, I had a lot of those, um, and then I kind of took a break for a few years, and then just like two years ago, got back into collecting the Mattel stuff. What is it? Do you think? Because I know, I mean, I've always like I've always had my collection. Obviously, I had it when I was a kid, um, and then in the last, you know, when my 
my middle son, who is now almost 20, uh, went through a wrestling phase. So he was collecting some of the uh, early Mattels, and I think maybe there's some Jacks that were in there too. And I actually gave you a, a lot of those because he obviously walked away from wrestling a long time ago. Um, but what do you think it was or, or is about, uh, you know, I feel like Zack Ryder or, you know, Matt Cardona and, and Brian Myers with their podcast, I feel like they've kind of given it a collecting a, an injection of sorts. And it feels like everyone, and now with the pandemic, you know, baseball cards and wrestling cards and all these other collectible kind of things have kind of gone through the roof. What do you, what do you attribute the, the rise in popularity for all this? Well, there's always going to be like a certain nostalgia, especially like a lot of the stuff that WWE's been coming out with lately has been, you know, almost every series has had that classic superstar. So there's like a certain, there's a certain bit of nostalgia that comes with collecting. And then there's also just, you know, it's almost like a time capsule of that moment. You know, you get somebody in a certain gear that they've only worn one time or something. And then you always have that to look back on. And then also, I don't know, like there's, even when I didn't collect, I still would always go to the toy aisle just to see what there is. So mm-hmm. for me, a lot of what I like about collecting is the rarity of it. And because I'm a bot collector, so I don't really open oh. any of my stuff except I have two AEW collections. I have a bot and a open. But I don't know. I like to think of it as almost like a time capsule when you buy it. You can look back and you can think about that moment or that moment that you bought that figure. They bring something back to you. Now, do you find yourself going back and collecting? things from from when you were a kid or do you do you stick to just the new stuff the mock stuff as you said i'm pretty much only new stuff i have a huge box that i actually bought from uh spade a few years ago Mm. of old stuff and then i've got the ones you gave me Mm -hmm. and like those are super cool because like i had a lot of those exact wrestling figures as a kid so it's cool to have them yeah, so you know, for like I said, for me, um, I I went through you know and, and that is mostly because it's my bot collection. Yeah, and I had gone through and kind of looked to see what I had as far as my because uh, I I'm I, and I don't know what happened. I'm a pack rat by nature, and I I really I'm missing some figures. I know like my old AWA figures. I know some of them, the Rimcos. You know, they sat in storage for so long that they just got brittle and then they they started breaking. So. I got rid of some of those, but I know, like, all my LJNs I have, and I've actually bought a couple of them off of uh, the internet over the last couple of years just because, uh, again, like you said, it's that nostalgia feeling and and reliving that childhood, and I think everybody resonates or goes back to what they really grew up on, and, you know, giving, uh, handing over the, uh, those Jack Pacific, and I think there might have been a couple of Mattels over uh, to you a, a couple months ago. I had no connection to him. There was no nostalgia there for me. So it was like, because like I said, usually I'm a pack rat. I don't want to get rid of anything, but I'm like, you know, if, if Dan can use these and, and customize them or do something and turn them into something else, then that's all the better. So when you, when you, what, I guess what made you decide to go from collector to now, okay, I'm going to try my hand at, you know, maybe doing some customization and, and creating some of these figures. Well, how it actually exactly started was I made a custom of myself, right? And I uh-huh. said, well, I need a stride heavyweight title for my custom figure. Yeah. So I was like, I have the skills to do this. So I uh, 
I went about made, made the model on stuff and got a hold of somebody who I knew who had a, the type of 3D printer I was going to need. So then I made that one and I posted it on a group and I got flooded with a bunch of people asking me if I could make stuff for those guys, including Cash. I ended up making some legacy titles. I made one for like Cash and Gary. Nice. And then, uh, so from there, it just kind of flooded. To every time I take a picture of like a, a mini belt, people are like, where'd you get that? You know. And what's weird is I've been making these mini belts since like August last year in like a certain capacity. And I had like 20 TNT titles that I had made that I ended up just giving away. Because no one, no one ever asked me to buy them or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, out of out of nowhere, in the last like three weeks, I posted more, something on my Instagram, and it just like blew up. And I went from like under a hundred followers to over five hundred in like two weeks. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And since then, I've been trying to post something I'm working on every day. And I don't know if that helps with metrics or different things like that, but. It, it, I try to make sure I post a belt every day. Yeah, that, that that definitely, yeah. You don't want to, this is the marketing tip for everyone listening today. If you have a page like that, you know, a daily consistent, you know, consistent post and, and staying within what your, uh, you know, who your audience is, I guess. You want to appeal to them and, and you don't want to oversaturate, but you also don't want to become inconsistent with it. So, yeah, you're doing a good job with that. I've, I've noticed that as well when you were, uh, when you when you do post things, and I know you have a Facebook page as well that that you have people. What let people know where they can follow you because we're going to talk more about the art of this. But uh, let people know as as they're listening now where they can find you on on social media. So on Facebook, it's uh, Dan T Customs, which the Facebook page was made more when I figured I was going to spend a lot more time doing figures. And then on uh, Instagram, it's Turnquist Custom Belts at, at Dan underscore Turnquist. And commissions are tentatively open still, but I've got in my queue right now, I've got so many belts that I actually took some vacation time from work to try to get everything done. Wow. Over a hundred belts that I'm working on. Holy cow. I had no idea. It's And the way, what happens is guys, and here's the other thing too. So there's a couple other people who are doing the same thing that I'm doing and they're very talented, but I offer a couple things that they don't. I will I will make any belt. I have lower prices, and I'll make custom belts. So um, a lot of the publicity kind of came from a pick-fed guy at Spam Wrestling. Really cool dude, but um, he hit me up like last year when he saw some of my stuff. Actually, I don't know if you know MDT on, U- on YouTube, uh, My Damn Toys. Oh, yeah. So I had... Uh, tweeted him a picture of one of my NWA titles and was like, hey, man, if you ever need a custom belt for your picture, I'd let me know. And he retweeted it. Mm. And then that got a little bit, that got a few people to message me, so I made these belts for this spam guy. He posted them on his YouTube channel and his Instagram, and then that kind of started all this. And then it's, it's kind of like a domino effect. You know, like mm-hmm. one person, I make a belt for one person, they post that, make a belt for two people, yeah. they post it three people. And that's kind of how I've gotten to where I am. But I get hit up a lot by these guys who want like 15 different belts oh wow yeah and i work with people on costs and all kinds of stuff like that and i don't really charge for shipping because like i don't do this for money yeah like, the money that i make is solely to pay back what i'm doing pretty much that's you know i i'm not really making a big profit off of anything because i'm a collector and they're collectors too 
So I'm just kind of trying to help everybody out. You know, I, I think it's more cool that people want my work than it is to try to profit off a bunch of guys. Mm -hmm. So tell me about the, the process. Like how long does it typically take for you to uh, create one of these, these custom belts? So if someone comes, usually some people have, you know, art made. If I've already got the art and what they want the belt to look like, I can get, I can do a belt turnaround in easily a day. Cause it takes, it takes two hours to print one. It takes me about an hour to make a file. And then it takes me a little over an hour or so to paint. We're just doing one belt. So mm -hmm. like I've got it down to a pretty, pretty concise system. But what seems to take the longest is when someone doesn't know what they want, you kind of have to go back and forth with them on different art and different designs. Like I'm working with a guy right now from, it's a country in Europe. I can't even think of, it starts with an M. And I cannot even think of what it is, but we've been going back and forth for a few weeks mm. on different designs. But I tell everybody I try to get their stuff done in like two weeks. Mm -hmm. But the process is basically, yeah, like you either send me a design you have in mind or you tell me like a belt that you kind of like. And then I'll go from there. I'll draw something out on my iPad, send you some pictures, see what you like. And then we'll make some 3D models, see what they like, and then print them. And then through this whole process, I'm sending pictures to guys to make sure, you know, yeah. this is what you want. And we paint it up and we put it on a strap and then I ship it out. Wow. Worldwide now as well. That's that's awesome. I had no yeah, idea that, the that, reach. Yeah. It was like a couple weeks ago I sent my first stuff to Canada. And then now I've got like a bunch of guys in like New Zealand, Australia, Ireland who want stuff. There's even a, a guy in the Philippines who I guess he owns his own toy company. Mm. And he wants to do like a wholesale kind of thing with like some local professional wrestling in the area. So have you, what has been, I guess you've probably done some some custom ones. Has there been any um, well-known or maybe not well-known, but major company belts that you've reproduced that have been kind of uh, out of the forefront? You know, obviously we all know what the, the big gold belt looks like or the winged eagle any old classic belts that people have requested that maybe you didn't know about that you discovered through doing all this? That's an amazing question because apparently the NWA has had a belt for every freaking area of the country, yeah. right? So <laughs> I've got one guy, there's two dudes who I work with a lot who have bought from me. I, they probably each have over 50 belts. Oh, They're wow. Both super cool dudes. One guy's up in Portland, in the Portland area, and one dude's down in the southern area, okay? I've made every... Pacific Northwest NWA title <laughs> that you can dream of. And I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. And so I've made like the Pacific Northwest heavyweight title, both variations, the black and the red. I've made, um, obviously I've made like the NWA TV title, the NWA national title. I've made the WCCW tags. I posted those a couple weeks ago. For yeah. This guy. I've made the Pacific Northwest tag team title. I actually just printed a super throwback belt that just, I just heard it finish on the printer actually it's a the very first pacific northwest uh, heavyweight championship it's like a red white and blue strap and it's got it's a really rudimentary belt but it seems like every day people are sending me pictures of stuff that i've never even seen in my entire life or heard of wow different and i'm learning so much about the territories from it because i'm getting stuff from you know jim crockett but i've made all the uwf belts at this point Cool. I didn't know too much about the UWF, like the Universal Wrestling Federation. Mm -hmm. Made the heavyweight title, made the TV title, the tags. Um, so yeah, there's. I, it's just like 
who knew that there was, uh, you know, Central Pacific, Northwest, Southeast, you know, NWA, lightweight, middleweight champion. It's, it's crazy to see how many belts there really were. And, uh, and their designs, and a lot of, like, that's another thing, too, like, you start to realize that I'm getting to a point where I can almost tell who designed the belt when you look at it, like, if it was a Reggie Parks or, you know, different people. Oh, wow. A certain style. Yeah. Now, had you always, you, you've always kind of had a fondness for belts anyway, though, right? Yep. I love, I've, I've, that's always been, like, like, my favorite parts of wrestling have always been, like, really good promos and then like the belts the belts are always super cool like i can think back to the big like so most people are very fond of the wing eagle i'm a big eagle guy like austin with the big eagle mm. you know like that's that's my belt the smoking skull was like the coolest thing in the world to me that's why we did the story in stride where i had my own my custom title that the cash took and like burned the funny thing about that is originally it was going to be like me and Heath, and we were going to make like a Heath hat and custom that I was going to like throw in the, in the, in the orchard or something. Oh, yeah. Wow. And so then we ended up, as you know, things changed, we ended up morphing it. I made my own and cashed it on fire. And like, so yeah, belts, belts have always been one of my favorite things. That's why it's so fun to, to recreate a bunch of these different belts. And I hear these dudes, they tell me that like I'm bringing their childhood to life. So like they don't care, you know, what it's going to cost and different things like that. But I don't, like, I don't try to, charge anybody anything different than almost all my belts are $15. The custom big fed stuff's 20. Wow. But like, it's so cool to see people send you their collection, right? Yeah. With like Roddy Piper, like the, I guess Roddy Piper and somebody held these WWE's Pacific Northwest tag titles and who would ever thought, and it's guys that, you know, back in the territory days when they were like 20 and stuff like that, guys that we know now. Yeah. It's just weird to, weird to hear stories about them. That is really, really cool. I didn't realize, you know, obviously I've seen the pictures that you've made and I, and I, I know or that you've posted in, you know, in my head, I, I know you're not just printing those belts for yourself. So that's awesome that you have uh, to made that reach and, and, and whatnot. So are, are, are you just doing belts or, you know, I know at one point you were kind of toying around. I guess pun intended there with, with figures. Are you, are you doing anything with figures anymore or do you just kind of stick to the belts? Um, well, I plan to get to figures more. I made a couple heads. I actually sent a guy for free a, a powerhouse Hobbs head that mm. I had made because I saw him post in a group that he was looking for one. And I was like, I made some because I was going to make one and I never did it. And he sent it to me. It looked pretty cool. I made like a Nick Aldis. I'd like to make more accessories and custom figures. I have a Zoe Moore started from Stride that I'm going to finish for oh, her nice. eventually, a custom figure, and I'm going to make the women's title for it. So okay, when you when you make the heads, how does that work? Do you you put it all into your three D printer as well, and then the printer does its thing, or how how does that work? No, you gotta so like it's basically like sculpting with clay. Oh, much, okay. But like on a program, like on a three D. Okay. You start off with like a ball, and you pull out, and you add material, and you kind of have to go in. It's a different. 3D program is something that I'm not that great at, but you go in and you kind of have to, it's pretty much just like sculpting with clay in your hands, but instead it's on a computer and then you print that out. Wow. Okay. I, yeah, I always wonder because, you know, I'm in a couple of, of groups as well. And, and, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a big LJN guy and there's an LJN customs group and, and the work that they, you know, some guys, they, they just take an old LJN and, and repaint it and, and give it, you know, someone else's look. Or, you know, some of these guys get very elaborate and they've remolded the faces, they've remolded the bodies, 
and then you see these printouts, or I, I, I guess that's the right word, but it's like the 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 naked clay, so to speak. It's just the rubber figure, and, and then they paint it and, and customize it. So it's it's been I've always been curious about how it all works, and it's it's a very interesting process. And I'm you know I'm so not uh, any kind of artistic talent at all, but I I like watching it and looking at it and, and seeing seeing how it all comes about. And, and obviously you have found some, some success with it and some, uh, you know, a lot of times people pick up a hobby and do it and it offers them a little, uh, relief from the real world or whatever. And I know you do a lot of this stuff at work, but then you come home and do it as well. I'm guessing though, that you find some sort of, uh, enjoyment out of doing all of this. Yeah. I, I love to do it. It's, it's like my passion, you know, but I'm, I'm, one of the few lucky people in the world who like genuinely enjoy their job. Mm -hmm. Like what I do with my job is, is something that I like to do. That's why I come home and do it in a capacity that, you know, leans more towards to my interests. But like, I enjoy 3d modeling and things like that. So it's fun to me, but on a different note with LJ I had no idea how popular those were. Cash mm -hmm. just always talked to me about how we need to just like print up like blanks and sell them to guys and stuff. I didn't know the people love those LJ figures. I had yeah. no idea that. Those are, you know, once you get a base, I was going, trying to go into more custom Funkos, but it seems like custom LJN stuff would be a lot more lucrative. Yeah, I, I, I think that that, yeah, and again, I don't know how it all works or, or anything like that, but I, I wonder too, you know, with this big boom in, in custom figures and, and, and the popularity, do you think it, you know, because like the LJNs, for example, you know, Jake the Snake's figure, for example, had a Damien with it, or Hacksaw Jim Duggan had a 2x4. And I know, like, those individual accessories, like, if you have the originals, they're through the roof. But now, you know, people are able to replicate and, and customize or, you know, reproduce these things. Do you, and I don't know how much you know about, like, the value of figures or whatnot, but when you have an original figure and then maybe a replica belt or a replica accessory that maybe got lost along the way, I've got several of my figures I've, I'm missing pieces to, does that hurt the, the value of the figures or does it, does it help in the sense that now the, the figure is complete again because it has its, or its hat from uh, that it was supposed to have, or it's two by four, for example. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not very, well versed in, in you know the, the cost and different mm -hmm. things of reselling those older ones. I probably, I would assume, well, if you don't, you lose you know, anything that's not mock loses its value yeah. too quickly. I would say that to it, to a person buying one, yeah, it'd probably mean more if you had. What do they care if it's the original two by four one that you know? Yeah. I can tell. I can make some belts right now already that that are better than they're higher quality than Mattel belts, mm. you know? And I have guys say that to me all the time. And I, but I try not to make anything like I, I'm working on an AEW title right now. And I really don't want to be doing it because you can just get the Jazzwares one, but it's something that somebody really wanted. I prefer to make the things that aren't made, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause, Cause that's, Anybody can go get, you know, I know that like WWE's only made one internet title and they've only made a couple of like ECW world titles and stuff like that. But to me, it's just a lot more fun to make the belts that have never been seen on a figure. 
before because mm-hmm. then they help complete that you know they help complete that action figure complete that collection so with with aew and, and jazzwares are you um i know you said you have a mock collection and then you have the the loose collection is that right now is that kind of your go-to when it comes to uh, uh figures right now yeah for sure aw i buy all the aw action figures um I've only bought a few WWE recently. Like I got, I got the Keith Lee Chase. Basically, with, with the WWE League figures, I'll buy guys if they're guys who I know I like. Mm-hmm. But I don't even really watch WWE anymore. I pretty much exclusively started watching AEW. So I've been collecting all those figures. And the thing about the AEW figures is just they're it's it's an opportunity to get in at Series One. You know, right? Yeah, that that's super cool. That's you don't always get that, so that's why I've been collecting all of Yeah, it, it's definitely, you know, like I said, when I was a kid, you were buying those figures to play with. They were toys, um, and I think through the years, the companies have, have wisened up, and, you know, yeah, you have your basics that, I guess, kids can play with and whatnot, but the elite figures, I feel like a lot of them, and, and even these Jazzware ones, are, are more designed for the you know, guys in their 20s and 30s and, and even older who are either reliving their youth by collecting things that they wanted when they were a kid or, you know, just having these awesome collections. Because I know you do, you collect, you mentioned Cash Borden um, a few minutes ago and, and, and our friend Dalton Anthony as well. Those are, you you are three of the biggest collectors that, that come to mind when I think of guys who collect these figures. And it's, you know, you're obviously not kids anymore and you're not, necessarily playing with them but it's it's fun to just have and look at and see these figures exactly they're cool and, and like i look at my collection you know a lot of people will come over and they'll see it's it's displayed in my living room i've got you know a bunch of bookshelves with different stuff and, and it's cool to show that off to certain people but then at the same time it's it's you know they they look cool they're like i said earlier they're like they make you think of a certain time of wrestling mm-hmm. like so i bought the the first belt that I made, that's the thing about making these belts. I haven't even had time to really make the belts I want to make for my own collection. That's how busy I am. Wow. But that's I awesome. finally finished the old ROH. Not like the super old Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, ROH World Heavyweight Championship, but like the Adam Cole one. And okay. I've got, the, I've, got, I've got the original, the first WWE Adam Cole, Week 69. It was not the first. The first was from my pack. But I'm not going to open my 69, but I got the SummerSlam one. Mm-hmm. So I plan to open that to display with this ROH title. And it's like, it's a WWE action figure, but to me, it's going to be ROH at Bullet Club Adam Cole. Nice. Because it's have that title, you know? So that's what it's going to represent to me. When everybody else is sitting up being Undisputed Era or whatever. Yeah. Well, that and that's the cool thing too, you know, that we all have the ability to do do this now, or at least can find people who can do it for us when back in the day, you know, even five years ago, I don't think we saw the, the rise in the popularity of, of customs that we, that we see today. And like you said, you can, and I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, I don't, I've only seen some of the jazz wares in the stores a couple of times, quite honestly. Um, so I've not really seen a lot of the AEW figures in person, but I, I feel like they're either very close to, or, or, right on spot on with the Mattel figures that are coming out now too. So you could really have 
these fantasy figure feds going on with with other you know companies if you do if you are so inclined to do the photography or or actually play with them as well you're able to do it and it's not like back in the day when you had a ljn versus a a, a remco from the awa that were like you know twice as big yeah no they're definitely in the same scale and like but I often fantasize if I ever did start a pick fed or like get a pick fed match, my first match is going to be my ultimate Hulk Hogan versus ultimate versus the Jazz Wears Orange Cassidy. Oh, nice. Because I think that that would be like the most hilarious match of all time <laughs> to have like NWO Hollywood Hulk Hogan in there getting kicked in the shins by Orange Cassidy. <laughs> that, that would be hilarious. awesome. And that's like part of, you know, it would be funny to have a pose off too. Like you have Orange Cassidy put his hands in pockets and have Hogan, you know, selling like Hogan would around the ring all bad about it. Like that's what makes that pick photography and those pick threats fun, you know, and it's funny, like guys don't make fun of that kind of stuff, but it's like there's like spam pick fed on YouTube, one of the guys who I made those for, like I watch his pick fed when he posts stuff. Like it's interesting. Like and he he tells his own versions of the stories and stuff and like it's compelling and I like to watch it just like I like to watch, you know, for wrestling on TV, and, and he's actually, it's funny, the guy who runs that one, he's a, uh, a sports photographer for his real job, so he, make, he takes really high-quality pictures. I told him that um, he, he can have a full lifetime subscription to any belt I make because he makes them look incredible <laughs> in his pictures. I love it. a skill I do not have. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the fact that there are so many people that are able to you know, have their day job, but then also find that passion, uh, you know, and, and create and, and be creative and, and, and put that out there for others to enjoy as well. And, and you're living it, man. And I'm, I'm proud of you and I'm happy that, that you're able to do that. Remind people again, where they can find you on social media and follow along and, and check out your work. And, and it really is amazing things that, that you're, you're creating out there. Yeah, for sure. So on, on Facebook, you can either send me a message to my normal account, Dan Turnquist, or you can go like the page, uh, Dan T's Customs. And then on Instagram, it's uh, Turnquist Custom Belts at Dan underscore Turnquist. And I, the, the, send me a message or basically just writing everything down from a commission standpoint. And that's the other thing. Too. I don't take any money until I send you the picture of the belt that I've made. I put all the effort out and then you like it and you buy it. That's just that seems to be the way to go. It's a lot better than trying to, you know, refund with different people and things like that. And, and, and I can make anything from New Japan, Old Japan, you know, your indie fed, like I've made all the strike belts. I actually made all the belts of a fed down in Arkansas. I, I can make pretty much any belt you want. And I've got a pretty solid system of replicating them. So quickly. So whatever you're looking for, get a hold of me and I can make it. Yeah, it, it is really great work, and I will have the link to Dan's uh, pages in the write-up uh, at jitterymonkey.com as well, or, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So be sure, again, to check out his work and, and, and whatnot. Dan, anything else you want to add before we wrap up this week? Um, no, I uh, expect to custom Kevin Huntsberger whenever I get the time. I've got an old <laughs> Shane McMahon, I think, that or, I can't remember who it is. So one of the old figures in the suit. I made a Dexter Roswell already out of a commission Michaels, but I want to make a, a Huntsberger one. I just, I'm going to have to get some decal paper to make your suit. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Thank you very much. Dan uh, Turnquist, thank you for uh, being a part of the show this week and your support through the years as well, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Friends, thank you for tuning in and listening, and we will talk again next week. 
This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.